My name is Noah Omri Levin. You're listening to Digital Marketing Life, my podcast giving you access to the real life experiences, challenges, and triumphs of the incredible people across our industry. This week, we're in for a special treat. I am actually going to give you a picture of what it's like to run the marketing behind firstyearmarried.com, my wife's marriage coach business. I'm really excited to talk about this this week. Um, This is what I'm hoping to be the beginning of a series, just going through informally kind of the experience that we've had marketing a small business, our side hustle. For those of you that haven't heard episode eight, where I interviewed my wife on side hustles and what it's like to run her business and to work with me, I highly recommend that. But what this hopefully will be is a guide for a lot of you of how somebody who's marketed for Fortune 500 companies approaches marketing when it comes to a small business, which is very different. And in some ways, it's much, much harder uh, because we don't have the budgets to play with that we have in some of the bigger businesses. And we also have a lot less data to work with. So it's a little bit harder to optimize. Just to give you the big picture story. A few months ago, we ran a beta course. So what my wife's business is, is essentially marriage coaching for women in their first year or early on in their marriages. And the way that she puts it is that she takes newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected by teaching them the tools and info they need to have a strong and joyful marriage. So essentially, it's a six-week course where they have access to six specific topics that she's put together and she also makes herself available now through facebook groups uh, an exclusive group for the people that are in the community uh, and that's how she runs it in the past we ran this a few months ago as a beta course where she did live coaching calls The, the group was able to sign up for a zoom meeting and they could come in after they'd seen the class and speak to her directly we found that to be burdensome on them, not only on, on my wife, which was a lot, but it was burdensome on the people in the course. They felt like they were missing out. So instead, what she's doing this time is leveraging social, using Facebook groups to create an exclusive group of people in her program. And as they see each course, they can submit questions, which she'll answer on her own time on Facebook Lives, which they all have access to. And they can also engage with her a little bit more often. Uh, which is a really, really interesting approach that's building a community of all of her subscribers. So what we're shooting to do now was to relaunch the course, not as beta, but the full course in January. And so she approached me and said, okay, let's let's do it. And I said, this time I have a totally different approach to how we're going to market. In the first scenario, what we did um, when she was doing the beta course was that I used Facebook lead ads and I targeted a a bunch of different targets, but primarily newlyweds, people engaged and people within a year of either being engaged or a year of being a newlywed. Um, All through Facebook, um, we looked at Facebook posts, we looked at Facebook stories, Instagram posts and Instagram stories. And what we found was that the highest efficiency was on the Instagram story ads that were lead generation ads. So ads in which you actually create a form and when somebody sees the ad and they click 
get offer or sign up, a form pops up within that environment. So they're not leaving Instagram or Facebook, but they actually fill out the form there. That information got sent into MailChimp, which we're using for email, and it also got sent into the website um, all through Zapier, um, which is a really, really great tool, which I can highlight a little bit later. And all of that pulled together exactly what we needed to then market to those users. So they immediately got access to the first class and we then put them into a mail drip campaign, an email drip campaign, where every few days they would get emails from us. So there's a lot of moving pieces there in terms of how we did it. Um, but essentially that really helped populate the course. So the first course, um, we ended up getting 13 people signed up. We spent $500 or so. Um, and our average cost per lead in Facebook lead ads at the beginning was about $7. But through optimizing, targeting, geo-targeting, focusing on the United States because it was cheaper, focusing on the ages of uh, 18 to 30 instead of, and I think it even got to 22 to 30, instead of a full range of 18 to, I think, 45. When we first started, we found that there were just different demographics using Facebook's reporting breakdown capabilities that were a lot more efficient. So at the end of the day, we were driving leads for $2.50. So a lead was somebody just filling out their first name and email and signing up for the first class to get access to that. I found that to be really, really successful for our first try at this on a very small scale with a very small budget. And we figured all of that out within the first $50 or so of spending and then scaled it from there. Um, so it was really, really great. What we're going to do different this time is that we're going to leverage a little bit more of the non-paid channels. Last time, we paid for pretty much most of the leads that came through. Um, and there are three categories that the industry likes to break things down into, paid, earned, and owned. So paid being anything in which in order to get that customer to, to be aware of you or see your ad or to come back to your site um, or to your experience, you're paying for that interaction. So that would be paid search, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Twitter ads, right? Anywhere where you're actually paying, display ads, um, video ads, anything like that. Earned and owned are slightly different. So owned you can think of as if you were a store, that would be the store itself. So if you put a sign on the front of the store, you don't really have to pay for that and you don't have to earn the attention. Uh, it's just there because that's your store. So your blog on your website would be the same idea. You don't have to pay every time you put up a blog post um, and you're not necessarily earning that spot. That's your owned environment as opposed to in social um, or in organic, where you have to actually earn the spot. So you might post something, but to actually get it in front of people on that platform, because it's not your owned platform, you have to earn the spot. You have to earn the traction, earn the attention, earn the traffic. So what I look to do this time was, I've been doing this podcast. The main objective of this podcast was to prove to my wife that she should have a podcast. And so I finally got her to agree. And she came to my podcast class. So a few weeks back, she joined me on a Wednesday night to go through how to launch a podcast. And we are about to do it this Sunday. So I'm very, very excited about that. But what 
that does for her business is a few different things that I want to highlight. And I think that'll be the main objective of this episode. If we were to just continue going through the Facebook ads play, then everything that we drove would be incremental investment. And because we don't have limitless pockets of money, that becomes very burdensome. And we have to constantly generate revenue through her clients in order to pay for the marketing. And then that goes back into getting more clients, which then goes back to marketing. The better way is to invest in a combination of that, which definitely generates traffic, but also other areas of earned and owned media. Podcasts are a perfect example of that, where if we can earn an audience, a consistent audience that not only listens themselves and may be interested in the course themselves, they also might be willing to share it with others. So if we can go out and add value to lives of people, and they see that there's some way that they can give back or that they see this value would be valuable for somebody they care about, then they're gonna go ahead and share that. And the way we earn it is not through spending money, but it's through giving value out for free. So they're, they're kind of, you always see this, there's two ways to get attention in the world of digital media, spend money or spend time and energy. This is obviously the latter. What Kayla is going to do, obviously she cannot go out and give away all of her classes for free and record them um, out in the ether, put them on a podcast, and we're good to go because then you're giving away the course for free. So instead, and this I can't give away all of it, but we're developing a bunch of different topics that are tangential and related to the idea of the first year of marriage, very valuable content, which I'm really excited for her to put out there. I think people will love it. If you know anybody in the first year of their marriage or somebody early on or really anybody, honestly, we've been married for 10 years and I am finding that these different episodes that I'm editing are incredibly useful for myself, let alone women that are married. And then that is exactly the content that is being put out there to attract the audience that's most relevant for her business. And the objective, honestly, it, this is something we talked about in the class. I also talked about in more in depth with, with Kayla. We, you really have to know your objective when you come and approach a campaign of any sort. It can be an evergreen ongoing campaign for a, a business, for your business, or for the company that you work for. Or it can be just a one-time objective um, for a campaign like a special event that you want to promote or something like that that's not going to happen again. Either way, you have to have a clear objective and you have to be honest with yourself of what that objective is. For Kayla, the objective here isn't, yes, it is to make money. That's part of this and that's a big motivation factor and we're totally honest about that and what the targets are there. But her real main objective is to spread the idea that a person can invest in what's called Shana Rishona in Hebrew or um, is the first year of marriage. It's not a religious idea necessarily, but it's this idea of investing really early on, deeply in a marriage, and that that thing can get you through pretty much anything if you do it right. So she loves this and believes that this is her mission in life is to get that out to the world. And so the combination of that, getting that out to as many people as possible, and making a little bit of money along the way are really what's motivating her, and those are the objectives. So exactly how to measure those things, she also took a look at, and 
started running some numbers in her head, and she did uh, something we learned from my father's business, which was a disappointing tiptoe and exceptional goal. So I asked her, what number of people in this next program would be disappointing to you? She said about 10 or less would be disappointing. And we said, okay, well, what would be a tiptoe goal towards, you know, what would be really awesome for you, but wouldn't be getting there just yet? So she set that at about 20. And then I asked her about exceptional, which I had already given her numbers that were significantly lower than hers. (laughs) And her exceptional goal was 50. So we're going really big this time trying to make that difference. And once those numbers were out there, it was very clear that we had to do something bigger than what we had done in the past. And that's exactly where this podcast came into play. Something that's large, that is accessible uh, to lots of different people, that adds value, that can grow virally if it is able to, but at least at a healthy rate uh, amongst the people that we know. Um, and is a very low barrier to entry because they can just access it and get the value and see if it's useful and if they like it. Uh, and if they want more or they think somebody that they know would want more, they can then kind of follow the pathways that we've created. So there's a lot of different pieces there. It's just maybe a window for you to see into exactly how we approach the marketing for a company like this. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm hoping to do a few more. I'd love to hear from you if you think that this was useful. And I'd love to hear exactly what questions or areas you'd want me to dig into more. Please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or on LinkedIn. It's at Noah Omri Levin, and I will see you next time. This is Digital Marketing Life.